Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith, how the two come together and lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM. The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern again, as always, the last year and a half flying solo this week. Hopefully, really soon, Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside a Baptist Church can get back in studio and be my co-host. Man, I'm not going to be able to talk much that first time he comes back because he's going to have a zillion questions. I told him last Sunday, the numbers have never been better for Faith and Zona, and I don't really know why. And he laughed. He said, yeah, whatever, McGivern. You know you miss me, and I, and I do miss Pastor Ken. Hey, our special guest today, and uh, I look, he is a guy, and you, you've known his name. You've heard his name a hundred times, maybe more, maybe way more, but I, I have not heard his voice very often. I heard it a couple of times because I'm, I'm a basketball geek, and I've heard him do some play-by-play on, on the Marquette women's basketball games, but he, he is the producer and engineer for the Brewers Radio Network, and he is Kent Sommerfeld. Kent, how are you doing today? I'm good, Mike. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Uh, this, this should be a lot of fun. Well, I really appreciate your willingness to get up on the mountaintop. And, and let me tell you how this thing kind of started. Um, I, on Facebook, uh, Kent and I are friends on Facebook, and he's not nearly as active as I am. <laughs> and no. no. <laughs> yeah, he is not. But I'll tell you what, he reposted um, something uh, a couple of weeks ago that just definitely caught my attention. And I immediately I am to him and said, hey, any chance you'd come on Faith in the Zone? And he's like, yeah. And I said, that's awesome. And I'm just going to read a little part of what, what he reposted. He said, keep in mind the Antichrist comes before the rapture. I've been hearing about the second coming of Christ and the events unfolding since I was a kid. The mark of the beast, right? Um, martial law, total government. I won't read the whole thing, but at the end, when, when you get down to, to, the, to the last couple of paragraphs is where it really kind of caught me and I jumped at it. Um, he loves us dearly, far more than we deserve, and forgives our sins when we repent. And, and I just, that jumped off the page at me because, trust me, I've had to ask for forgiveness a lot. Um, Ken, thank you so much for reposting that. And that was just like a sign for me to, to get a hold of you and say, hey, 
any chance you would come on Faith in the Zone. So again, thank you so much for a few minutes of your time today. Yeah, no problem. And I mean, it's so true about the fact that you know we're all sinners and we also fall short of the glory of God. But the beauty of that is that God has unconditional love and he's there for us no matter what our past or past was, what sins we've had in the past. And that doesn't mean we're going to live a faultless life going forward. That's not true because we're, we're human beings. And you know, we have those weaknesses and we have things that we fall short of, but we just know that we have the saving grace of God that, that's there for each and every one of us. So anybody that's listening, never, 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 never think that you're not good enough for God because he, he's there for us all the time. And he, he takes in the broken and he takes in the good. He takes in everybody and he just, Amen. he loves us unconditionally. It, it, and, and it's just something that... You just have to try to understand, and you know, I know people sometimes disbelieve that and can't understand it, but once you feel it, and once you've experienced it, you understand it. Amen, amen to that. You know what? We might as well just shut the show down now, Ken. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's in your in your world, in my world, that's called a mic drop right there. Hey, Ken Sommerfeld is the the producer and engineer for Brewers Radio Network, um, engineer and producer for. Um, some things with Marquette basketball, boy, boys and girls, correct? Uh, women and yep, men. Yep. And then he's done some play-by-play on Big East games. He does some independent stuff, and every once in a while, and I look, I'm a big fan of Homer Trues. Every once in a while, if Homer has to take a day off, and that's not very often, um, Kent might get thrown in to do some play-by-play for Marquette men's basketball. Hey Kent, let's let's start a little bit about where you grew up and and uh, um, a little bit on how you got uh, with the Brewers and things like that. I know that you you grew up in the Brookfield area, I believe, right? Yeah, that, that's correct, Mike. Um, so set, settle in. This is sort of a long story. I'll try to make it short. But um, I, I grew up in the Brookfield area. I was involved in sports. All you know, went to Brookfield Central and whatnot, and. Uh, was involved in sports and things of that nature, and then uh, went off to college at UW-Claire, transferred when my dad passed away in college to UW-Whitewater and finished there. And I, when I was at Whitewater, you know, we, I was in, involved in journalism. I actually, Mike, ironically, originally going into college, I was going to be a coach and I was going to teach high school. That, that's what I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to coach and teach. Um, and then I got into some of the journalism stuff, and I realized, man, I won't have to put up with the headaches of 16, 17, and 18-year-olds in high school if I go in this route. So I ended up changing courses, and I went into communications and broadcast journalism. And then uh, when I was at Whitewater, they had a radio station. They had a TV station, a cable TV station that was basically supervised by a professor but was run by the students. So I became the sports director at the Cable 6 TV station. And we uh, had a faith-based show when we were in college called This Is It. It was on me and another woman, Ann Stuber, was the co-host. And it was sort of like this radio show. You know, we tried to get the story out of faith-based people and their their lives and their testimonies. And so I did a lot of sports, but I also did that show. And then there was like an entertainment anchor on one of the news shows because we had a news show every week. Um, And then we had a radio talk show at UW-Whitewater. Uh, myself and the guy name was Jerry Vale, and Jerry Vale and I were the co-hosts, and we, you know we're giving all our our buddies our the number to the studio so we'd have listeners and callers, That's you awesome. know, to make it like real. Sure. So we would give all the guys, and you'd you'd know who was calling half the time because you know they would say who they are, and we knew who they were. But so then from there, uh, and and this is how I sort of got transitioned into 
to the, the real world and the working world, um, I was going to what is called a college media day. And that's where all the college kids who are in the media come down and watch a Brewers game. And, you know, you do a press conference after the game. You talk to the marketing people. You talk to the broadcast people. You talk to uh, sales people. You just talk to a different group of people in the organization. And at that time, I met a guy by the name of Bill Haig. I don't know if you know I who do. Bill Haig was. Oh, you bet. But, but Bill Haig was the program director at WTMJ. Then he was the director of broadcasting with the Milwaukee Brewers. So I just asked Bill, you know, being naive enough as a, a junior in college, I said, hey, can I just sit down with you and have an interview at some point in the summer when I'm back after school? And he said, yep. So we sat down and ended up talking for about two hours one afternoon, Bill Haig and myself, just about the business in general. You know, it wasn't I'm looking for a job right now or anything. It was just directions of the business, whether you want to be an on-air talent, a behind-the-scenes talent, or whether you want to be in sales and marketing or, you know, in the front office type. So Bill and I had a really great discussion, and then I found out in the course of that discussion, him and my dad went to college together. Never knew that. Wow. So small world thing, you know, Kevin Bacon, six degrees of separation. That's awesome. So so I just, you know, went back to school and finished school, and uh, Bill actually called me right out of uh, college and said, hey, I got something lined up for you. And it was a morning show producer on on the country station at 106.1. And he said, I think you'd be good at this. I, I think this will be a nice path for you to start in. And and I said, well, can I think about it? And I thought about it. And the only problem was I needed to get up at 3.30 every morning. Oof. And if you know me, I'm not a, a morning person. I'm a night owl. I'm, I'm a night owl to the, to the extreme. Not extreme, but I just, I'm a night owl. So I thought about it and I decided not to take it, the job at the country radio station. And then I had my resume out and there was a job in texas abilene texas it was krmbc tv in texas and i knew a, a sports anchor that already worked there that i went to school with who graduated before i did so he sort of tuned me in about the station and an opening in the news department so i put in my application applied give my resume and my tape and lo and behold i get the job so i leave wisconsin and i go uh, work in abilene texas and the funny thing is the very first assignment, I get out there and they said, okay, you got to go cover a high school football game. Now, you're in the heart of West Texas, Mike, oh. which, you know, being from the Midwest, you, you understand that high school football is big in Texas. High school basketball is huge in Indiana. High school football is big in Ohio. But I go to cover this first football game, and I drive up there, me and the camera guy, and we go up there to do this game. There's 12,000 people, two full pep bands, a press box bigger than college press boxes I've been working in. Um, and it was, it was nuts, it, but it was, it was great because it was, it was, you know, going out to cover an event live. And it was really, it was really cool just because then it was like Friday night lights. I understood the whole Friday night lights because it was West Texas. Odessa Permian was in that oh, league. Um, there was a lot of, lot of big schools that you always heard about in the Friday night lights football. And, so I, I was out there, and I was in the newsroom in sports once in a while. It was a smaller station, so you, you sort of you shot your own photography. Sometimes I was the audio guy. Sometimes on the newscast, you did a lot of little things. You know, you did everything, and it was a great learning experience. It, I learned so much at that station. And then from there, I was uh, a full-time news reporter's position became open, but I was told I, I wouldn't get it because they were looking for someone from 
the West, like a good old Texas person or uh, a good old Oklahoman person because we're out in West Texas. And he says, I just I can't have another Midwesterner on the air full time because we had a full time Chicago guy, a full time Indiana guy on there, full time Wisconsin guy in sports. So he said, well, I, don't, I can't give it to you at this point. I need to get a good old boy or good old girl is how, how the GM of the station told me. So I said, OK, you got to do what I got to You got to do. I'm going to do what I've got to do. So I had a friend out in San Diego. So I applied to get a position at a San Diego television station and got a a weekend thing where I could go out and work weekends at the San Diego television station in sports, but it was just two days, just weekends, you know, producing and possibly on the air, whatever it was going to be. But I had a friend out there who worked in the shoe business at a shoe store, like a footlocker. And he said, you can work as many hours as you want at my store to make ends meet. Wow. So, so I was going to go to San Diego. Well, I'm in the newsroom about a week later because I gave my two week notice that I'm going to be moving on. About a week later, I'm in the middle of the newsroom at the KRMBC TV station in Texas, and I get a call from Bill Haig. And I'm like, okay, hey, Bill, what's going on? I figured, well, maybe he's got another recommendation. Oh, sure enough, he did. He goes, would you be interested in producing and engineering our Brewers Radio Network? My guy just left, and uh, I thought of you right away. And lo and behold, I said, he asked me, could I call the references on your resume? I said, absolutely. About three late, three hours later, he calls me back and said, hey, would you like to do it? The job's yours if you want it. So I came back to Milwaukee and came back and uh, worked for the Brewers, and I've been there ever since. How long How long ago did you start? How long have you been with the Brewers? Uh, this is the 36th season. Holy cow. Are you kidding me? No, no. It seems like it's less, but it just flies sometimes. You know, Kent, the idea that that days go long and years go fast, I totally believe that. I I, I can't believe, you know, for some reason, I thought it was 24, 25, 36 years. Yeah. Man, you have seen, and, and I don't know if you're you're traveling with them now. Not, I don't think you're traveling yet, right? No, we aren't, but we will start traveling on the next trip. You will. That will be the first time we've traveled in a year and a half. Are you, do you miss it? Yeah, it sort of gets ingrained in you. You know, you sort of get into routine, you know, and traveling is part of the routine of what we do. But what you really want to travel for is because I think it's a better product on the air. Doing games via monitors and all effects and feeds is, is fine, but there's things that you don't see on the field that you miss. Per se, um, we had an instance, a game a while back, where a guy went from was at second base and it was a single to right, and you just assumed he was going to come home, you know, because it was hit hard enough, and the guy wasn't a slow runner or anything, so you assumed he was going to come home, so the announcer was calling it as if he was going to come home, and all of a sudden you see this flash cut to the guy standing on around third base, so he had to all sort of alter his call in the midstream, and it, you, if you were listening, you had no, no idea, but those are things you would have seen that would have been in front of your eyeballs in person right. because you're there. And again, another play at the plate, a uh, throw that you thought the guy would be going home and he didn't go home and he's standing on third on, on a fly ball that looked like an easy sack fly. But you know what? You're looking at the monitor that doesn't have the shot of the runner at third till after the catch is made. So you're assuming he was going to go. But you, those are there's a lot of little things. And on deck hitters or pinch hitters, you can't see sometimes because you don't you know have the video right. or they have the screen or sometimes they can have a camera called an all nine, which shows all nine players. But they they look like you know little matchbox size type 
things on the screen. You can't really tell who the player is sometimes. You know, it's interesting because so, from behind, you know, from where guys like me sitting in, you know, sitting in his his couch or sitting on his couch and watching the game or listening to the game in my car or when I'm out in the yard. And, um, you, you know, that's not it. You don't pick up a lot of that. But then I think the difference in the next road trip, when you start to hear some of the things that you're used to hearing, I'll tell you this, and we can, we have to get to a break. Um, and my wife and I have had this discussion in the last years. I don't know what it will be like not to have Euchre calling Brewer games. Because yeah, that, that, that's, that's summer that's for a, us. That's a legend. It is a le- he is a legend, and it is it, that that's that's when summer starts. We could turn on at that that radio and listen to to Bob Euchre. Our guest today, he is Kent Sommerfeld. He's the producer and engineer for the Brewers Radio Network, and the uh, producer and engineer for Marquette Basketball uh, for both the men's and the women's. He does some Big East uh, games every once in a while on the play by play. You can follow him on Twitter at Kent Sommerfeld. And, uh, hey, uh, Ken, we're going to talk later in the show. I listened to a podcast that you and Matt Pauly did, and I thought it was really, really good. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. Other side of the uh, other side of the break, we're going to ask Kent to share his testimony. And i got to let him know before we get to a break, him and I are exact opposites. I've never been a night owl. Man, if I make <laughs> 9.30, I am lucky. But I'm up about 3 every day, so maybe I, I wouldn't mind switching with him again. He is i Kent- got a producer's job for you, Ed. Country station. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That would be perfect for me. But I'll tell you what, maybe then I would learn how to sleep more than four hours a night. Again, he is Kent Sommerfeld. You can follow him on, on Twitter at Kent Sommerfeld. This is Faith in the Zone on 12:50 a.m. More now of Faith in the Zone. Discovering people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm just a nobody, trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. When Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight, you picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen and you changed the world. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again, flying solo this week. Man, Ked Summerfall, what a story. You know, there's there's so many ways that that could have been different. You know, you could you could right now still be like surfing in California, but instead we have had this gem 36 years as producer engineer for the Brewers Radio Network, does the same with Marquette Basketball, and you hear his name all the time. And I'm, I just feel so blessed to have him as our guest this week for Faith in the Zone. Hey, um, Ken, our, the second segment is, has become the favorite of the people that I talk to and, and for me as well. And I'm wondering if you would be willing to share your testimony with us? Absolutely. Um, well, I, I really wasn't, you know, I grew up in, in a home that was sort of a split home between my dad was a Lutheran and my mom was a Catholic. So they, they made it very important for us to, to attend church. It, it wasn't, you know, 
browbeating or anything about it. They just said church is important, even though we have split faith. Sometimes we'd go to the Catholic church with my mom, and sometimes we'd go with my dad to the Lutheran church. But there wasn't really any um, deep dive, I should say, into to my faith. I mean, at, at that time, you know, I, I wasn't really paying attention to what the Lord's looking for me to be in my life. I was just more probably more about myself than about but about uh, others or about my faith, to tell you the truth. But then I ended up uh, going out with a girl um, just after, just late uh, high school. Actually, it was probably in early college, to tell you the truth, the summer before I left for college. I ended up uh, dating a girl, and she had more, her family was, had a very good, strong faith-based family. Um, and, you know, she was part in the same area that I was, but we went out for a couple years and stuff and her faith became way, way more important to her than my faith was at the time. And she decided that it was important at this point in time for us to, to not be together anymore. You know, she, she just said, you know, I, I'm, I'm sort of seeking going with my faith, and I don't think you're really in, in that same arena regarding the, 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 the faith and, you know, your following of God, you know, and she was right. She was absolutely right, you know. I'm a, a 19, 20-year-old kid in, in college trying to get through college, you know, and I came back that summer, um, and her family and her dad and her brother and herself invited me, you know, over to a couple Bible studies. Well, of course I'm going to go because I think I go to these Bible studies, I'm going to be able to get her back. Right. Right. So I'm thinking, well, you know, I'm going to go to these Bible studies. And then we went to the, there used to be the Bible study. This was at the old Scandinavian house on Oklahoma and Highway 100. Yep. Uh, the, the the pastor was a doctor, actually, Dr. Mark Erickson. And he he would do these these ministry um, you know, sermon slash, you know, just discussions in every Wednesday night at the Scandinavian house. So I went, you know, to the Scandinavian house and, you know, I started listening more and more about faith, about God and what God needs to be in your life, where your direction is in your life. Um, you know, trusting your, your, your life with him in so many different ways that you sometimes think you should control yourself. And, you know, and that's easy for anybody to do. You think you can can control things and, you know, and go in the direction you want to go. But the more and more I listen to Dr. Mark Erickson and the more I listen to talk to other people about their faith and, uh, and about the Lord in their life. And, and again, these weren't people that were, you know, everything was rosy. There were people that were having struggles as well, you know? And so I, I kept listening. And then one day they invited me, uh, my the former girlfriend invited me to, a campfire at their home. They had a place out. Her parents lived in um, Big Bend, um, the Rickards. And they invited me to a campfire. And, you know, there was a little ministry at the campfire. And on that night, I accepted the Lord in my life at that campfire. And then, you know, I went through the summer and then I went back to school. I went to UW-Whitewater because I transferred uh, the half semester before. And I made sure I got involved in the ministry there. I got involved in InterVarsity, in University of Christian Fellowship. And I got involved with that organization on campus and ended up, you know, being on the board on the campus and being, a, you know, it was very instrumental in my life in college. The InterVarsity and the people with InterVarsity and the things we did 
on the campus, and it, it really helped my faith grow, you know, because I, I became more involved, and I, I just understood more, and, you know, I was sort of naive, even though I, I, you know, grew up in a family that my mom was had a very strong faith, but it wasn't, uh, you know, out front. It was like she was more to herself, and she understood it, and she was strong with it, but it wasn't an evangelical type of faith, but I got involved in college where I ran, ran or worked with some people that were more evangelical. And, you know, it was, it was just really good growth in college for myself um, to be involved with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. And I'm still friends with some of the, all the, the people that were a lot of people in that group. I've gone back and spoken at the campus uh, for InterVarsity and you still stay in touch once in a while. I mean, Steve Farina is a good friend of mine who's been a missionary in, in Romania, and now he's up in West Bend. He's like a part pastor. He's a pastor at one of the churches up there. I um, mean, and he was really a, a really big influence on me because, you know, Steve was just a very good role model and strong in his faith, and just he wasn't a, a judger. I mean, he knew I was a younger Christian at the time. And he was just, uh, he just walked along with me. And that's probably the greatest thing you can say about another brother in Christ. Oh, amen. And as anybody is just walk along with people. You don't, you don't need to preach to them or, 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 you know, minister to them all the time, but just walk along, listen to them, you know, hear their story, you know, just listen and hear their story. And he, Steve was great. I mean, he, he's a brother, you know, that a lifelong brother and, um, you know, there's been some other people that have just been as influential. A guy by the name of Steve Sonderman. I don't know if you know Steve or not. Yep, I do. Steve's been a great, a great mentor, a listener. Um, uh, he he does so much good stuff with no regrets. The men's yep. conferences, and you know, he was at Elmbrook, and that's sort of then where I ended up going to churches through Elmbrook, and and then um, you know, I I got married, and I, and I got married, and I got my first marriage. I had. Two, two sons, two two great boys, and my wife and I weren't on the same page as we, we kept going through our marriage. And, uh, you know, we ended up going our separate ways, but here's the, the twist in the whole story. Um, so we go our separate ways, um, and, you know, we're just raising our kids and everything. And, well, about one day I'm at the ballpark, I get a note in the booth, you know, hi, this is Karen and Jackie, I don't know if you remember me, um, but hey, we'd like to just say hello. Want to meet us after the game? So I, I knew I knew Karen was the girl who her and her family introduced me basically to Christ. Oh man! Right. So she comes back, and I so I go down. Hey, hey, how you guys doing? I haven't seen you know I hadn't seen them in twenty years. You know, Karen and Jackie. So I I, I see them both, and we we get together and talk while I find out. Karen is not with her husband anymore. I'm not with her wife. We ended up seeing each other, and we ended up getting married. Amen. So the girl who actually brought me to my faith, her and her family, we are now married, and we've been married for like 13 years. Yeah, that. So I got to tell you that, that there there's always a time in segment two that I either get tears in my eyes or goosebumps. And when when you said, "Hey, Karen and Jackie," I, I was really hoping that that's who that. And I love that the fact that she brought you to the Lord. And now you guys are holding hands and been doing that for a very long time. I, I, man, that's, that's an awesome story. God, God works in funny ways, doesn't he? Oh, you think, Kent? <laughs> you really, you think? And, and I love, look, when you talked about, you know, your, your mom and dad and, and one's a Lutheran, one's a Catholic and, 
You know, I, I grew up in a Catholic uh, school and, and church, and, and uh, Kent, I'm, I, you know, at my age, back then, they, the nuns would hand you the Bible and say, hey, look, just carry it. You know, don't worry about what's in it. We'll tell you what's in it. And we had somebody on Faith in the Zone that said, you know, I knew everything um, about Jesus Christ the same way I knew about Abraham Lincoln, right? I knew all the uh-huh. stories, but I had no relationship. And, uh-huh. you know, what a, what a difference. And I have to tell you, as much as you talked about university at Whitewater, I, I just commend you know, that group of people when you were there and, and, and certainly when you talk about, you know, Steve uh, Farini, that, that he just walked beside you. What, what a smart Christian man he is to be able to just be there when you had questions, to be there when, when you fell to say, hey, look, let, let me help you here. I think that's just a, a great way to do it. I struggle with that, Kent, because I'm, you know, one of those guys that wants to just grab me by the back of the neck and say, let me tell you where I used to be. And let me tell you where I am today, and here's where the difference is. And so I have a hard time, you know, just walking alongside guys and not starting to open up my mouth. Yeah, I mean, and it wasn't just Steve. There was a guy by the name of Rico Ott, Paul and Darcy Camps, um, and Stuber. I mean, there were so many people. And and that was just, it, for a guy who was really sort of a, a young and a new person to my faith, it was really important that that's how they did it, where they walked alongside all of them, you know? And we, like I said, we were still in contact, all of us. We were friends and stuff. We might not see each other as much, but we, we talk to each other and stuff. And you see them less and less, but you still see them. And it's it's just, you know, God God is relational. I mean, you and I both know that, and everybody, a lot of people know that. But God is all about relationships. He's relational. And and that's how you build things, you know, through those relationships. And God's relationship with us through His Son Jesus Christ is a prime example. Hey, Ken, are you able when you're um when you're on the road and when when you know 16 months ago, I guess when when things were uh, quote unquote normal, were you able to get in uh, and, and utilize Baseball Chapel when you were on uh, the road? Sometimes, yes. Not not as much as I'd like to, to tell you the truth, because sometimes it. It's on the players' clocks and not our clock. Right. You know, and sometimes they have Bible studies at the hotel, you know, when we don't have games. And, but a lot in the chapel's usually on Sunday morning prior to the game. So it depends if, you know, we're getting prepped and doing our work for the game. But sometimes the timing worked, you know, whether it was on the road, you know, it was always on the road for me at chapel because I would make sure I go to church at home. Right. And, but at the, the road on the chapel, you know, you could attend when I could attend. But, you know, it's there were some really strong ministers, and Steve's part of the ministry team with the Brewers. And yep. Marcus Hanel was fantastic. Oh, the in, best is in his ministry role with the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, you know, there's just there's, there's been guys along the way that have been really, really instrumental in, in keeping faith in the locker room. Yeah, you know, Marcus has come in studio twice when when we could allow people to come in and join us. And the the first time when Pastor Ken was here, was the three of us in this little studio, and we went to a break, and Pastor just he just started going nuts. He said, "Look, this is a first generation Christian, and he's on." And Mark was like, I was mad that nobody told me about this stuff earlier. And, you know, we had the conversation about being on the road. And, 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 and in fact, we're going to get to a break. The other side of the break, we're going to talk about that because, 
Look, there's a lot of temptation when you're out on the yep. road, and uh, we'll talk to you about what that's like. He is Kent Sommerfeld, again, producer and engineer of Milwaukee Brewers Radio Network and uh, Marquette Basketball as well, and and he is busy, man. He's a busy guy. I, I love the Karen story. It's just so far my, my favorite part of this that it's come for, uh, full circle, and you're right. You know, the Lord has has things in mind for us, and, and uh, to have Karen come back into your life and now been married in holy hands for a long time, I just I love that. Again, he is Kent Sommerfeld. You can follow him on Twitter, at Kent Sommerfeld. This is Faith in the Zone. On 1250 AM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone. A journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. Only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Hi, Mike McGivern, our special guest, man. I, I'm such a fan of his. He is Kent Sommerfeld, producer-engineer for Brewers Radio Network, Marquette Basketball. You can follow him uh, on Twitter, at Kent Sommerfeld, one word. Hey, Kent, when uh, before we went to a break, we were talking a little bit about Marcus Handel and, and some of the guys I've had on Faith in Zone, a lot of baseball guys. I've asked this question, you know, during the, in the minor leagues and even in, when you get to the big leagues, you know, as a Christian, it's got to be very difficult because there's so much temptation um, out there. And, and I'm wondering for you, you know, being on the road as much as you've been and in different cities, I'm sure that that, that all of that comes to play. Has it been a difficult? Has it been difficult for you to walk worthy um, throughout the years in baseball on the road? Uh, oh, sure. I mean, it, it's you know, there's a lot of things that you do on the road that you're just by yourself or. You're with other guys, and you want to fit in. Especially when I was younger, you know, you just want to, you want to be part of the gang. You want to be part of the the, the, the travel crew and stuff, you know. So um, I think as you get older, it's it's easier to sort of separate yourself from it a little bit. But that's not to say that you don't ever. You just stay in your hotel room every single time. You go go out to dinner or something after a game, or maybe have a beverage here and there. But um, yeah, no, that 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 temptation is there. Whether you know you're on the road or even in your home when you're home, but it is certainly there. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a fine line and, you know, because people's eyes are, are on you. If, you know, if they know that you have a faith and you're, you're out, outspoken or that you're out with your faith, they know that. So they're looking to say, okay, well, so-and-so, you know, look at what he does and he's supposed to be a Christian. You know, that, that's a, that's a thing you've got you have to be aware of, and it's something you know you 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 got you can't be perfect. That's impossible. I mean, we're not perfect right. human beings. Hundred percent. No, but but you still have to. You know, you know, eyes are eyeballs are on you. Yeah, and and the last thing, the the worst thing that anybody can call us is a hypocrite. You know, yep. it is it's biblical for us to be peculiar. 
right? That's what we should be. The, the hypocrite one that you're right. Everybody's watching. Everybody's always looking, hey, uh, how come he just did that? I can't believe he got that upset when that car, you know, um, cut him off on the freeway. Well, you know what? We're human. I mean, we are. And, and, and there are times that we, we react to things that we say things or we do things that, you know, at the end of the day, we need to fall to our knees and say, Lord, I'm sorry. You know, every Kent, I got to tell you, every single time I, I, I try to think that, okay, I got this. I can do this on my own. That's when all that happens to me. You know, it's the times where, where I'm like, no, no, Lord, I know you want me to do that, but wait, I think I know better. I think I'm good doing this because this is what I think is the right way to go, and, and that's where I get in all kinds of trouble for sure. Hey, you had said in that first segment, Ken, you had talked about a radio show called This Is It, and it was a kind of faith-based up at Whitewater. Did you, did you just have Whitewater... Um, like athletes or people from the campus on a show like that? It, it, yeah, it was a TV show actually. It oh, it's TV. TV. Okay, show, and it was it was about people. Yeah, and it was you know on on the campus whether it was an athlete or somebody else. You know, it was called "This Is It." It was about being Christian and trying to walk your walk. And yeah, we had, we had all different types of folks on that show. I mean, I wish I still had the tapes. I don't know if there's even tapes anywhere of it. Wow. You know, it'd be comical to watch myself, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I would, <laughs> hey man, if you ever find him, I'd love to just see some yeah. of the questions you were asking. And, and you know, that uh, that really steps you out a little bit. You know, you can kind of walk around and there are people on campus that might not know who you are and what you're doing. But you go on a TV show and say, look, here's who I am and here are the questions yeah. I want to ask. Yeah. You know, when, when I started doing this show and I've told the story, I've been asked now a number of times um, to go out and, and, and speak, not so much lately, obviously, but to men's groups. And um, the first time I did it was at a church over near the airport and to about 270 guys. And I got up and gave my testimony. And it's not pretty, Kent. It's a bad testimony and, and embarrassing for me to talk about. And I got done and I said to the pastor, hey, man, never again, never doing that again. Don't call me. And he was like, so you thought this was about you? And oh, I'm like, great point. I'm like, what? He said, this isn't about you. Too bad you're embarrassed. Put your big boy pants on. He goes, look, yeah. you talk about guys, the worst thing they ever did was steal a candy bar in their life. That's me. There's 50 people out here that are struggling with the same issues you were struggling with before you fell to your knees. They'll come to you and ask you questions. They won't come to me. I'm like, come on, man, quit talking to me. I don't want to talk to you anymore. And I realized this guy was right. So any chance I get, if I get asked, I'll come out. And it's yeah. never comfortable because I I am way more, I, I did way more things like Pastor Daryl Strawberry did than, than this pastor did, Kent, just so you know. Yeah. yeah, well, I think we all have. You know, we wouldn't probably be where we are, would have, would have had come to our faith because we were angels or choir boys growing up, you know, yeah, that, that's yeah. not the case. I mean, we did, we, we just were being human beings, but the the thing is, you know, when I've gone and talked to people, Mike, um, you, you have to own your mistakes. Right. Um, you, you, you know, and, and God allows us, even though we probably do it to ourselves, but he still allows us to make mistakes because of the fact he knows that when we make mistakes, we're going to be able to help other people from our mistakes, from things that we did wrong, we're able to say, okay, this is what I did wrong. And you, you may have done some things where how many guys in that crowd heard you say that, that they're saying, that's, that's me, that's me. And they're going to come and talk to you and ask you about it, you know, because they know you went through it and you've come out through the other side. 
So yeah. that that's really important that we own what we did, or, you know, and that we can use our past experiences to, to help and minister and walk along other people. Amen. And you know what? I thought that's who I was, Kent. You know, 100% Irish, I thought that's who I was. You know, I'm that guy. I'm the guy. I'm never the first to leave the bar. I'm never going, you know, I'm that guy. And that's oh, yeah. and I'm and I'm a fun guy. And I realized that's not who I was. That that's who I was then, but that's not who I have to be. And I didn't even like doing that stuff. And and I can tell you that thank God for godly women. As you talked about Karen, mm-hmm. and and again, my favorite part of this story is her, you know, and you holding hands now. I just love that part of it. But thank God for godly women, because when I went to Eastside Baptist and and I talked to, went to talk to the pastor. He said, close the door. He said, I knew you'd come. And I went, excuse me? He said, man, I didn't know when you would come, but I knew you'd come because your wife's been praying for you for years. Yep. And I went, man, praise the Lord. You know, I just, I, I, I don't know exactly where I'd be without her. And uh, thank God for, 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 for women that will, will stay with idiots like me and, you know, and still and <laughs> pray and say, look, I hope that you become the man that, that I know you can become. Hey, when, when you and Karen um, married, I, I, um, did she have children as well? Because I know you have two, um, Peter and Luke. Uh, did she have kids as well? Yeah, she has a daughter, Brittany, and a son, Donovan, and Brittany's now married with three children, so we got some grandchildren, Perfect. and Donovan's sort of with us um, here at our home, and then my son, Peter's in grad school in Colorado. He's worked in he's an, uh, an architecture grad school, and Luke is in the minor leagues with the Detroit Tigers trying to stay alive in baseball. Man, what uh, what position does Luke play? Uh, he's a pitcher. Yeah. So. You know, when next time he comes to town, don't let him want to play strikeout with me, man. I'm going to take that boy. No, I can't listen to me, Ken. I can't even. I can't. Yeah, I'm going to take. He better bring a lot of balls to the playground because I'm going to lose uh, a bunch if, of them. If, if you can catch up to 94 or 95, <laughs> then you got a chance. Look, I, I can't even <laughs> see 94 or 95. I can't even I, hit a softball in the church softball league anymore. Yeah. yeah, I learned that the hard way. I was catching bullpens about, this might have to be like four or five years ago with Luke. We were down at spring training, and Lee Tunnel, the Brewers pitching sure. coach, we got into the the bullpen, and I was going to catch, and Lee was going to look at his delivery and try to help him, you know, uh, make some mechanical tune-ups. He threw about four pitches, and I one off the glove, the one off the glove, <laughs> one off the glove. The next one just hit the backstop direct. And, you know, I had caught him, like, probably a year before, so it wasn't like I knew he could throw, but for whatever reason, he got about two or three more miles per hour on his fastball and stuff. And Lee finally said, just get out of there. Let the backstop catch it. So <laughs> just get out of the I've way. Stop catching him. <laughs> yeah, I could. Look, I, you know, do not even tell him. I hope he doesn't hear this because, look, if you hear this, I'm just kidding. I'm only kidding, but you did go to Brook Central, so I might be able to still hit you. Still yeah. talking smack at my age. Hey, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, I'm going to ask you, Ken, either when you played or all the years that you've been now with the Brewers and Marquette, if if you could get one game back, maybe because it was it was just the most exciting environment you've ever been involved in or because it was heartbreaking if you could get one more game back in in this entire life of of being in and around sports which one would you get? He is Kent Sommerfeld, again, producer and engineer for Brewers Radio Network, uh, Marquette Basketball. He does some some independent stuff and uh, some Big East work as well. You can follow him on Twitter at 
Kent Sommerfeld, and we didn't get to it, but I listened to a podcast with with Kent and Matt Pauley that I thought was really good. And if you get a chance, you can Google that and and listen to it. And uh, I became a fan of Kent's on that podcast, but way, you know, having him on Faith in the Zone has just been a blessing, a bigger, much bigger fan now than, than ever in my life. This is Faith in the Zone. On 1250 AM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Because I'm just a nobody, trying to tell everybody all about somebody. Save my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. When Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight. You picked 12 outsiders, nobody would have chosen in the chain. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone. I'm 1250 AM, the fan. I'm Mike McGivern, my special guest. Man, I've had fun with him. He's Kent Sommerfeld. He's a producer engineer for the Milwaukee Brewers Radio Network. And also, the same with Marquette Basketball, both on the women's side and the men's side. Hey, Kent, um, you know, in this last segment, I love asking guys, if, if I took all the uniforms you've ever put on your entire life, put them in a closet, and got you one game with one of those uniforms, you put it on and get one game left, who would it be? What what uniform and who would you play against? And I love with all the things you've done in your life. And and maybe this is not a fair question, but if if, if I could put all that stuff, all the games you've, you've either participated in or been a part of, and put them in that closet, and you got one game to, to redo, which game would it be? Oh, that, that, that's a tough question. And, uh, you know, I, I'd never worried about my games because they're just, they're, they're games. They're no big deal. You know, I would like maybe one of my son's games sure. that was, or they could experience the thrill. I mean, my one son won a state title. My other son was at state with another team and they didn't win it. That might be one of the games. But I, I yes, this before we started the show, so I did think about it a little bit. There's probably two games. That and they're, they're, they're professional in a college game. And it was probably the Brewers against the Cardinals game six in the playoffs oh. where, where they lost and they ended up getting down like five nothing early in the game. And, and I really thought the Brewers were going to win that series and, and go to the World Series, yep. but they lost the NLC championship that year to oh. the Cardinals. Um, and game six just seemed to be the pivotal game that just that, that hurt them, you know. So that would be one, but I think the one that probably I would love to change and change the course of history was in 2003 when Marquette lost to Kansas in the semifinals of the NCAA game because Marquette was riding a high. It was really a great team, a lot of camaraderie. Um, you know, the Dwayne Wade, Travis Diener, Novak, you know, uh, Jackson. Um, and all the guys they had on that team, it was so disappointing to lose to Kansas. And, and I'm not saying just lose, but they, they got beat pretty pretty solidly. It was like almost by 40 points. I don't remember the exact score off it was the top a lot. of my head. But if I could go back, I mean, just those games to, to the college fan base and even to the pro fan base, it, it means it has a lot of meaning for people when teams do well. 
you just feel good about it, you know, and that that's why I would have liked to see those two games probably won for the fan bases and for the people that work in, in the front offices of the baseball or the, you know, the college administrators and the college athletic departments and stuff, you know, those are probably the two games to me. And even the Dodgers series when the Brewers lost oh, to the Dodgers in, in the six games, they could have swept that series easily for nothing. Justin Turner hits a three run Homer and, and they get beaten and they were, they, lost the close game out in LA one of the first couple games in LA they they could have easily swept that series and went to the world series but they did it you know right. so those are probably some of the ones that you'd love to see I know uh, different fortunes I know but, exactly know. where I was uh for the Marquette one that you just talked about I know exactly I know I was at my my sister and brother-in-law's house and with my my nephews and everybody was so excited for this game and it got over in a hurry it got yeah. over in a hurry, and 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 I thought, oh man, and uh, I, I remember leaving like probably three minutes into the second half, and and just going, boy, that was disappointing. And and I would agree with with you on that one for sure. That 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 I remember that how painful that one was. I mean, it was such a talented team, and you're just like, how is this happening? And Kansas was a good team. Kurt Heinrich was on that team, and some others, um, but it was just like. I, they're not that much better. Right. Trust me. I, I've watched the two, two years of Dwayne Wade and all those guys play. I mean, I watched more years, but he only played two years for Marquette. But um, it was just that, that was just, a, you just didn't understand that one. That's why I think that one hurt, was just so frustrating. He is Kent Sommerfeld, and, and again, I can't thank him enough. And, and those are just three great um, great choices on, on your part. I, I really thank you for that. And I thank you for your time. I really do, and and Kent, I've look, I've I've been a fan of yours, but I haven't known you, but I, I, way bigger now. It's a, a, just a different level, and thank you so much for your willingness to get up on the mountaintop with us today on Faith in the Zone. And please say hi to Karen for me. I will do, and uh, I was happy to come on. This has been a blast just talking about faith and sports, and those are two things in my life that are pretty much front and center, you know, along Amen. with family. So. Um, it's been great talking to you, and hopefully we can do some things in the future as well. You got it, man. I look forward to that. Again, he is Kent Summerfeld. Excuse me. You can follow him on Twitter at Kent Summerfeld. Thanks for listening. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 AM and 8 PM. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip on a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on 1250 AM, The Fan. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight. You picked 12 outsiders, nobody would have chosen, and you changed the world. Well, the moral of the story is everybody's got a purpose. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 